to On the Shelf, episode number 23 of... Brutal Battle. We just released one, but we're doing another one. And this one isn't on the shelf, but it's also kind of something like different. on the shelf slash at the brewery. On the shelf slash off the shelf. <laughs> yeah. So two of these beers are available at their respective breweries. Uh, I don't know if they're also going to end up being available at any um, actual retailers at this point. But you would have to look into that stuff. But three of these are local beers. One of them is very much not local, but it's a brewery we've never had anything from. And I'm excited for this. It's an interesting lineup. We have bookended this with sours, just so people know. So the first one will be a sour. The last one will be a sour. And there will be two interesting ones in the middle. So the two in the middle are the ones that were given to us by the breweries. So we will call those out when we're going to have them, just so people know. You know, it's not like a sponsorship thing or anything, but it was gifted to us by the breweries, and that is why we're having them on the podcast. The other two, the number one and number four beers, the Sours, we just bought on our own, but we'll go over those. So that's what Rebecca means, that it's like on the shelf slash at the brewery. Like, we're not sure about the number two and three beers, but have high hopes for this lineup, I'll say. Should be good. All right, so here we go. The first beer is from a brewery that we had beers from very recently when we did our Oktoberfest beer dinner, uh, beer and food episode, and that's True Respite out of Rockville, Maryland, and this is their Tropic Cream. We picked up two cans of this when we went down there to get our Oktoberfest stuff, because I was like, man, this sounds interesting. I really want to try it, and that's another thing. I don't know if we talked about it on the Oktoberfest episode, uh, the beer and food one, but... They will allow you to buy two packs of beers. Yeah. Uh, which is awesome. So we were able to get two pack of this, and we also got a two pack of their animatronic Kolsch. Super tasty. Yeah, we, we tried that off podcast. Really nice Kolsch. Uh, if people like Kolsch's, go to True Respite or find it at your local store and get that animatronic Kolsch. It is tasty. So here we're going to be getting into the Tropic Cream, and this is in a 16-ounce can. Actually, all these are in 16-ounce cans. It is a sour ale with pineapple and vanilla, which sounds amazing, and it is 6% alcohol. And you may end up at certain times hearing hearing Chloe the cat making noise in the background as... She does our little guest appearances. Like, every time. She's got to make at least, like, a little bit of noise every single time we're recording. It's just her thing. Okay, here we go. So let's get into this. Tropic cream. Very yellow. Okay. Yes, it is. Very yellow. Slight oranginess on the color, but, yeah, pretty yellow. Can't see through it, which, you know, a lot of sours these days you usually cannot see through. So that's to be expected. The way we poured it, which is usually pretty agitated, decent head hanging out on top of it. Definitely getting the pineapple. I'm getting that little bit of that naked Cheerio note that you love. It's not crazy, though. And and it's at the end. A little weedy. It it smells a little weedy. It does. It does smell wheat. A little bit of like a hay type note in there as well. Getting a little lemon. Yeah, lemony tartness to it. I'm definitely smelling the pineapple as Mm -hmm. well. You getting the vanilla? I'm not. I'm not smelling specifically vanilla. I'm not either. I am smelling a little bit of a creaminess, okay. which that I think could be may the vanilla. be. Yeah. yeah, that may be the influence of the vanilla. It smells good. It's not a strong nose though. It's pretty mild. Yeah, I mean, as I sniff it more and more though, and I'm getting past that kind of like lemony 
tartness. I am picking up more of the actual kind of pineapple smell. So that's good. Let's go in. It's pineapple-y. Very pineapple-y. It's definitely pineapple-y. Too much, though. Mm -mm. I feel like pineapple can be kind of a stronger flavor that you don't know if you want to drink drink in a beer unless you're drinking just pineapple straight up pineapple juice. Yeah. It's in check. It's really making it's phlegming me up. Yeah, definitely getting that phlegm all around the mouth, really hitting me on the sides of my mm -hmm. tongue as far as that sourness goes. And it is kind of more, it is like low-level sour, I would say. It's not in the tart category No, it's not. I know. I was kind of surprised. I thought this was going to be more of a tart and not a sour, but yeah. there's definitely a sourness to it. Yeah, it's a little more serious. Isn't necessarily my style, but I, I'm enjoying it. It's not over the top. It's approachable. Are you getting vanilla in the flavor? No, but I'm getting the creaminess. Yeah, like, yeah, I get that creaminess, which I think is what the vanilla is actually doing there. But yeah, I'm not specifically tasting vanilla. I am definitely tasting plenty of pineapple. Yeah. And especially after the first few sips to get my palate acclimated to the sourness, um, getting more of the pineapple coming through. And I like it. It's I good. I do too. Um, are you getting the naked Cheerio? I'm not. Yeah, no, I, it, the pineapple covers it up. Yeah. Like, if I concentrate super, super, super hard, I can get, like, a faint hint of it at times in each sip, but that pineapple really covers it, in my opinion. Definitely getting the lemon lemoniness, though. Mm -hmm. I like it. It's good. Honestly, I like that the pineapple covers up that Naked Cheerio, because I'm not the biggest fan of that flavor, but probably a little disappointing yeah, for you. Yeah, I could go either way. Yeah. It's good. That's a solid beer. I like it. I am just disappointed that I'm not getting vanilla. Yeah. You know? Especially because this is something we've talked about recently. When it's called out as something in the beer on the label, like, you're wanting to taste that yeah. in there. Especially if you've bought it from a store or something. You're just looking at it and being like, oh, I would love to taste pineapple and vanilla in this. Yeah. Definitely the pineapple, which is good. That's why you buy a beer. But I want the vanilla. But still a good beer. I enjoy it. Yeah. Okay, did our rinse. So, you want to introduce us to the next one, Rebecca? Sure. So, this next one is brewed in Hampstead, Maryland by Pipe the Side Brewing Company. It is their Night Jar, which is an ESB. And um, the ABV is 2 or 2. 5.2. 5.2. Oh, man, if it was 2 something, I'd be like, <laughs> automatically my new favorite beer, super sessionable, let's go. No, 5.2, which is also sessionable. Yeah, no, that's true. So this is one that was given to us, and it was given to us by Pipe the Side via Jesse Johnson, who's one of the brewers slash owners of Brewery Fire, because we went out there and picked up the beer that's our third our beer. Next beer. Yeah, our next beer we're going to be trying that's from Brewery Fire. But we showed up there, and he gave us a bunch of extra beer that I was like, we don't need all this, first yeah. of all, but thank you also. We, we struggled to fit it in the fridge, but we did. And now we barely have room for food. That's true. I think we barely have room for food. Carlin is always, like, thinking it's like a Tetris game and somehow yeah. mir miraculously fits in everything that we need. Because if the threat of removing the beer from the fridge is there, yes, I'm going to make it work. That's and I do have to say, Jesse, you did this. You did this to our <laughs> fridge. This is your fault. It's but really busting at the seams right now. So when when we picked up what he, he was giving us, he also was like, Oh, I was at Pipe the Side and they sent me the you know, they sent me back to the brewery with these beers to give to you guys. And I was like, Oh, well, they didn't need to do that, but thank you very much. 
to the pipe the side folks. We already drank two crowlers from them that they also Which sent us. Very tasty. We didn't want to wait on those to do a recording, so we we saved the one in the sixteen ounce can, which I'm actually most excited about because of what it is. Um, and you already said ESB. Yeah, uh, love me a good. And ESB. That, well, why don't you? The two crowlers we had were their brown ale mm-hmm. and a wee heavy. And we'll just tell you while I pour um, the for a wee heavy. The Wee Heavy was solid. Uh, just not, I'm not huge into Wee Heavies, but they're good from time to time. I have to be in the right mood type thing. But that brown ale. Brown ale was really good. So what they were called, it was the Giant Haystacks was the, um, I believe Giant Haystacks was the Wee Heavy. And Jack of All Trades. Jack of All Trades, yes, was the brown ale. And here's the thing. Not that many brewers are making brown ales. So if you find a good brown ale and you like brown ales... Le- you know, latch onto that. So I okay. would say get yourself to pipe the side if you want a good brown ale because that is a it's it's a pretty exceptional brown. Yeah, in my opinion, perfect for this time of year. Oh, this looks beautiful. Clear beer. Oh, clear beer. I can very see right clear. through it. It's very orange, almost a little bit of a brown tinge. Yeah, kind of amber. I love the color on this, and I love the fact that it's clear. Some nice uh, large bubbles kind of hanging oh, out on the smells top. Smells really good. It's like burnt Ooh. sugar caramel. Uh, yeah, I think you nailed it pretty much. There's like a slight There's kind of a, honey. Honey. A little bit of a honey. Definitely like a malt. Very malty. Love that burnt sugar note yeah. in there. That's a really nice smell. Look, I like a nice ESB. That's another thing. A lot, a lot of breweries are not doing ESBs either. Uh, when you can find a good ESB, latch onto that. This smells really nice. It does. Again, it smells like a a perfect fall beer. Oh, yeah. All right, going in. Easy. Oh, it's super easy. easy. It tastes just like it smells, too. It does. You're getting that caramel. Um, It's it's lighter on the mouthfeel. It's really... It's really malty, but the maltiness isn't overbearing. Like, with really malty beers, you can get, like, an overbearing malty sweetness to it, and this doesn't do that. There's a sweetness there, but it's not too much. It's it's good. It's a good amount of flavor, but it's also kind of light at the same time. It is. You know exactly. I mean? It's very flavorful, but also light. Um, light and clean and crisp feeling. And, like, the way it coats your mouth, it's like it it's more viscous than it tastes. Yeah, I like this. It's its interesting. But, yeah, if you want just, like, a good, easy multi beer, this is tasty. This is a nice departure from a lot of beers that are out there, which is why I think we should really be talking more about doing styles like this again. Also, like, the brown ale that they did, that jack-of-all-trades. Like, we should do that more often. It's lower ABV. It's more focusing on the multi side of beers and it's just offering something different, different, you know, like a change of pace. Yeah. From all Get away from all the hoppy and sour stuff and, and yeah, just chill out good. a little bit. I was hoping we were going to like this because we had three more cans. <laughs> yeah. They gave us a full four pack. But, um, yeah, I like this quite a bit. Definitely getting that brown sugar, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely getting like a little bit of an alfalfa type finish to oh, it. Okay. That I'm liking. And a little bit of that honey. Mm-hmm. There is a bitterness to it that's... More than I expected based off the nose, but it's this really nice bitterness bitterness that just kind of pops in at the end and kind of like um, bumps the flavor up at the very end. I like the way it finishes. 
you know, especially with hazy IPAs being as popular as they are now, you don't get a lot of bitterness in the finish. So when you're finally drinking a beer that has like a nice kick of bitterness at the end, it's kind of refreshing in a way. It's like, yeah. ah, yes, this is what I remember from old school beers. I didn't get the bitterness initially, but with my last swig that I took, it definitely hit me. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And I think when you take like a larger gulp of it is when you get more of that kind of like alpha yeah. alpha type note as well. That's a nice beer. Um, yeah, I like it. I really like how easy that is. All right, let's rinse. Okay, and like we already teased for you, our third beer is a beer from Brewery Fire. Now, this is one that Jesse Johnson himself reached out to us and said, could you please review this on the podcast? So, they have a release coming up for it on the 30th of October. 29th. Oh, I'm sorry, yes. 29th at noon. You got it. Okay, there you go. Listen to Rebecca, not me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, 29th of October at noon, they're going to be releasing it at their brewery in Tannytown. I think I'm saying Tannytown wrong, but... How do you think you say it? I don't know. Oh. No, I just think it's wrong, but all I know to say is Tandy Town. I'm just saying. <laughs> so Someone anyway, will correct us. The next time we see Jesse, he can correct us. Yes, he can tell us. Um, so anyway, you can get it there. Uh, hopefully it's good. We let him know we're going to evaluate it blind on the podcast, as in we haven't consumed this beer before. And he was like, yeah, the, all good. Let's do it. Nervous. I hope we like it. Yeah. Because we're going to be honest if we're not big fans. I'm nervous about what it is, because style-wise, this is not a style I like. (laughs) This isn't Rebecca's thing. So this beer, also in a 16-ounce can, is called The Nine. Yes, it's a reference to Lord of the Rings, which Rebecca would have no idea about. I had no idea. I was like, what is this a reference to? I have no idea. Yes, Jesse, be appalled right now that she has never seen any Lord of the Rings. It's crazy. So this is The Nine. This is a stout that was done with... Oak staves that were port barrel oak port stave, wine. port wine oak staves. Then it was done with blackberries, raspberries, plum, and cacao nibs. So it sounds very complex and yeah. interesting. I'm hoping that is the case. But here's one of the very interesting things to me. After going through all that stuff, and it's basically a barrel aged beer, even though it's, you know, staves, 8%. Yeah, that's what I like. I mean, Having an imperial, just an imperial stout nowadays that's lower ABV, like 8% or lower, is very uncommon. I like that more sessionable approach to a beer like this. But we'll see how it tastes. And I like that it's in the 16-ounce can, too, because you often have these big beers that are in large format bottles. 750s, 500s. Hard to consume, need to have lots of friends around, so this is definitely doable. Yeah. I'm in a great Jesus. That's filled. That is up to the top. He Jesse not taking any chances as far as oxidation goes here. Not taking chances. Okay, you did an excellent job pouring. No dribbles. Well, I've been psyching myself up before I'm doing my pours lately. I'm like, go aggressive, go aggressive. Because the reason I was doing kind of like a little bit lighter before is I'm like, I don't want to put a lot in the glass because uh-huh. we're not going to drink it all right now. Come we're moving down it. the lineup. So, okay. Oh my gosh, it looks like an imperial stout. Dark. Uh, It's got a decent brownness on the head, actually. Nice tan. Swirling it up. Smell. Definitely getting the fruit. There's a fruit. There's a really nice kind of like chalky, dark chocolate. 
I don't think I, I can't pick out what fruit. I mean, I know what fruit is in it, but I couldn't pick anything out. It just smells like fruity. Yeah, it's just kind of like a vague fruit. I mean, this smells like a dark berry. That's probably coming yeah. from, and there are dark berries in there. True, true. The black. Um, definitely getting a wood characteristic. Yeah, I'm definitely getting that stave uh, characteristic. It's coming off a little bit tannic. You know how you okay. get like tannins from wine, especially like red wines. There's a little bit of that tannic note in there, which I think is folding into the bitterness in the nose. Yeah. There's a real malty roastiness mm-hmm. that's almost bordering on a little bit of a coffee to it, but not quite there. It Because for me, like coffee, like roasted coffee versus like very roasted malt, they can be similar smells, but there's kind of like that line where it'll like cross over, and I feel like this is getting... Kind of close to that line to crossing into, like, a coffee roasty smell, but it's not quite there. Um, but I like the smell. I get a little chocolatey. I was just going to say chocolate. I'm definitely getting chocolate. And there is, like, kind of a creaminess on the nose, which I was not expecting. Okay, I can see that. It smells good, though. It does smell good. It smells like a good stout. Let's go in. Oh, oh. This is very good. It's so oh, smooth. That's... I'm getting all the berries, and it's so smooth and rich and chocolatey. It's like a dream. What I enjoy about this most is that every component gets its moment. Mm-hmm. And that rhymes. Yeah. I didn't think about that ahead of time. No, but, like, when I first took my sip, I got this blast of the berries. Yeah. Um, it was the raspberry and the blackberry kind of working in unison. I'm not really, I can't say I'm getting plum. Plum is kind of a mild flavor too. Right. But I, I, I got like this kind of quick hit of blackberry and the raspberry blend, which was really nice, but it wasn't like super crazy. Like it's not blowing out your palate. And then it just dies down. And as the flavor perception of the berries die down, the perception of that roasty mm-hmm. kind of drying note on the end with the chocolate yeah. builds up. And it's just, it's like two waves of flavor that's very interesting. So it's all the components of the beer, but in taking their turns. Well, that's coming in at the end with that kind of like woodiness to it and that tannic note that's going along with the bitterness in the finish. I'm... For me, I'm... I really... I was super nervous about this beer, but I really like this. Um, I was nervous because I don't love port wine barrel-aged anything. Um, but it's very, this is a very approachable. So there is a bit of a finish on the end that could, that I see the inspiration from that port wine, um, and trying to kind of like get port wine in the overall beer. It's got that kind of like fruity tannic finish to it with a little bit of sweetness, which port wine usually has, you know, a nice sweetness to it. And then it's like you perceive the alcohol a little bit. And that's what I usually get with ports, is there's like a little bit of like an alcohol hotness, but with this, it, it's there, but it's there for like a blink, you know, and then it's gone. And I feel like that's part of the experience of the port aspect. Yeah, this is a really interesting beer because it's so complex, yet so approachable. <laughs> this is reminding me of something. What is this remind me, reminding me of? You're going through your Rolodex of beers in your yes, head. Yes, I am. Uh, luscious. 
Was that by Founders? It was an Imperial Stout with Raspberry. Oh. It, it, this is like the version of Luscious that I wanted. Um, because they used like flavorings that tasted like flavorings. It, it didn't taste good. Yeah, this, the fruit in this does not... I mean, this is like legit fruit. Mm-hmm. Tastes really good. It tastes that way. It's really nice. Um, I just love how it's like half and half. Mm-hmm. And it kind of... It actually kind of takes me to when I first experienced Beelzebub by The Alchemist. When they had... Because that's, that's a generously hopped Imperial Stout. And it was like I was drinking two beers at the same time. Just like blended yeah. together. And you could distinctly taste the hoppy like IPA part of it. And like the roasty Imperial Stout part of it. That's what this beer is like to me. Like I'm tasting like the really nice Imperial Stout base to it. But then separately, I'm also tasting like a nice fruit beer that has that, well, a lot of the raspberry and blackberry coming mm-hmm. through. And then there's that port kind of sweetness and everything in there. That's a, that, and it's easy, too. Yeah, that's yeah, the that's other thing. Is, I think so surprising to me. It's really easy. And there is the chocolate. I, I don't want to undersell the chocolate. Yeah. It's more like a dark chocolate yeah. than milk, but it's good. I think that's how, for me, that's how all Brewery Fire beers are, though. They're just so approachable, so tasty, so finessed, so smooth. And, well, yeah, and none of them really, like, blow you out. You know, like, nothing, if you're doing a sour, it's not like, oh my gosh, this is too sour, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Which we, we when we went to pick up the beers from Jesse at Brewery Fire, we tried through almost their entire tap list at that point. All good. All good. All it. it was either all good to really good. And yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that Jesse's gonna shake his head at. He had a cider on tap that was amazing. Like I'm not big on ciders, and every time I see cider on tap at a brewery, I'm like not drinking that. Well, it was a beer hybrid. It was a cider beer hybrid. Yeah, but it was like caramel apple cider. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what it was? And it had, like, a little cinnamon in it, too. So, it was like, caramel, cinnamon, apple, obviously, is cider. It was phenomenal. Like, I, Rebecca wanted to try it, and I'm like, fine, we can get in a flight, that's fine. And then I tried it, and I'm like, uh, I just keep coming back to this. It was really tasty. We ended up getting a full pour. Yeah. I'm like, because it was so unique tasting, I'm like, I just want more. Yeah. yeah, it was, man, it was something. Anyway. Okay. Last beer. All right, good beer. Um, So, the last one, this one... Is coming all the way from Florida. You looked it up. Dolan, Florida, or Do- Doral, Doral, Florida. Yeah, I think it's what it's called. Doral, Florida. Doral, Florida. Uh, so this is a beer in their single series, which I don't even know what that means. The brewery is tripping animals, and the beer is fourteen hundred pounds of peach. Is it, I mean that's what it's called. That's it's, the name. Yeah, the name is fourteen hundred pounds of peach. It's a sour ale. With peach, and it is 6% alcohol. Are like all of these except the... Oh, The 9 was the highest. Yeah, at 8, but the other 3 are 6. I like that. I like that. Well, the ESP was 5.2. Oh, it was 5.2. So even lower. I like that even more. All right. Let's get into this. And this is the first time we're ever having anything by Tripping Animals, because we had never even heard of them. We picked them up at the Perfect Pour... Like we had talked about in our last on the shelf episode, that we went to Perfect Porn and picked up a bunch of stuff that we've never seen before because they have an insane selection, and we will be going back at some point. Oh, yep, it looks very hazy, yellow and hazy. Yeah, very yellow, very very yellow. 
what do I want out of this? What's my expectation? Peach. I want a lot of peach, yeah. please. If I'm not getting the peach, I'm going to be really mad. It smells like peach. Yes, it does smell like peach. It smells super sour. Yeah, it does smell pretty sour. It's got a little bit of that kind of like funkiness in the nose. Smell, it does smell funky. Like a slight brett at play. It doesn't smell like a beer I'm going to like. No. But who knows? I mean, maybe that's know. just the nose. Yeah, maybe you never know. I'm certainly going to drink it. But it's, it's, I like, the, there's a strong fruit, which I like. Right. I, it, it, there's not a lot to the smell. It's no. just like, smells lemony sour, and it smells like peaches, and it's got that bit of a funkiness to it. And that's basically it. Yeah. It smells like it'll be a little creamy, though, too. Okay, let's try. Oh. It's like peach juice. Yeah. Hmm. I do like it, but it's very sweet. It's it's pretty sour, but it's also really sweet at the same time. Tastes like it has a lot of peach in it. I mean, okay, well, I know that, <laughs> but I mean, it's like overly peached. I like it. I think it's good. I, I think it's one of those beers that's really good for people who aren't that big into beer. Yeah. Or, you know, you want to have a beer, but you want to go with a beer that's that's tastes a lot less like a beer at that moment. It's yeah. very juice-driven. Yes. What are you looking for? Right. Are like, you looking for a beer? Are you looking for peach juice? Right. If, I, if, I want, if I'm looking for a sour beer that tastes like a sour beer, I'm not going to get this. No. But it tastes good. I do enjoy it. I like the level of peach to it. I like that it has that bit of funkiness on the end. But like I said, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. There's a decent amount of sourness to it. There isn't as much sourness... As I thought there would be based off the nose, I know. Though. Agreed. It's very light on the sour. It is a good beer. Kelly Norman would enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Kelly she and Kyle peach. Norman, seek this one out for Kelly. Kelly, you'd be a fan. She likes sours and she loves peach. And I know you're probably let down because no Naked Cheerio no flavor. No Naked Cheerio. Mm-hmm. Man, this is a solid lineup. I'm going to have a tough time ranking these. I'm going to have a good time enjoying the rest of them. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah, for me... This might be my number four, this peach beer. It's good, but um, I want more be- I want more beer. Mm-hmm. Like, I want it to taste more of like a beer. Well, and the thing is, it's, it's, it's where a lot of sours have moved nowadays, is going a lot heavier on the purees, a lot heavier on just the fruit flavors, versus letting you know it's a beer. Yeah. And that's why we say, like, that's a great entry point right now for people who want to get into beer. Yeah, we'll see if there's sludge at the bottom of this. <laughs> you could probably do it now if you wanted to, but I think I need to retaste the tropic cream a little bit. Yeah, hit me up with that. Hit you with the tropic. Oh, I'm ooh. What? I think my perception of the pineapple's up. Yeah. It's even more pineapple-y. And as it's warmed up, oh, yeah. I get as it's warmed up, I get the slightest hint of vanilla. Yeah. Just very green. But I just want more vanilla. I just want more vanilla. Hmm. Okay. Do you, are you going to move these around or something? I don't know how to rank these. They're very different. Because it's hard because I like them all for different reasons, so it's hard to kind of say which one I like more. The only two you can clearly compare are the sours, right. obviously, because trop- they're kind of similar. Tropic Cream is superior to the... You're going to tip your hand like that so early? I mean... Oh my gosh. You're going to back and try the nine? Yeah. Oh, did you want some of that? Because I just poured you it just for you. You just poured it for me. 
Whether you want it or not, you're having more. The nine's very interesting. Yeah. I'm just so glad that the stout is, like, in the forefront. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not lost in the fruit. Exactly. Yeah. Lost lost in anything. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a stout. Undeniably, it's a stout. Be honest. You're most excited that the uh, port wine staves aren't way more out of kilter yes. in that. Because uh, like, be for, like, for some people, they might be disappointed because it's not as strong in the port wine. Right. Sure. But for me, it's, like, perfect. Yeah, but from what I want, uh, from what I understand, it wasn't about like port wine taking over the beer. It's about kind of like an homage to a port wine in beer form. Yeah. So, okay. Um, yeah. How are you doing this? Oh, that's your ranking. Yeah. Okay, mine's a little different. So you go ahead and tell yours. Okay. Tell my tale. So my number four is the tripping animals. 1,400 pounds of peach, the sour ale with peach. My number three is the Nightjar ESB by Pipe the Side. My number two is the Tropic Cream by True Respite. That's the sour with pineapple and vanilla. And my number one is the nine. Which is, do you remember? No. Imperial Stout aged with port wine staves, barrel staves, uh, raspberries, blackberries, plum, and cacao cacao nibs. Yes. All that jazz. Okay, so I'm a little different. So my four is the 1,400 pounds of peach. That's the same. My three is actually going to be the Tropic Cream. Okay. My two is the Night Jar ESB. Um, I really like that ESB, and I'm very excited that we have three more of them. And obviously my number one is the nine, nine which I'm very relieved about. Although I feel like it's a thing where Jesse wouldn't have contacted us and been like, I really want you to try this if it didn't come out well. That's true. Um, so the fact that he was asking us to try it on podcast, he probably felt pretty confident yeah. that we would enjoy it. And we did really enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I do. Really, I really like I like it way more than I thought I was going to. Good. That's awesome. Uh, I was like, I'll probably like some characteristics about it, but I don't know if I'm going to really love it. But I just like how restrained it is. Yeah. You know, like, with a beer like that, it could just be, like, out of control with the booze. It could be out of control with the fruit. But he made sure that the flavors are... They're all in check. They're all balanced. They all, like you said, they all... Except, obviously, the plum's not really perceived. But, you know, did you need the plum, really? That's what I would say. I don't know. I'd be curious to try the beer with and without the plum to kind of compare, to kind of see what you get. The only thing I would say, Jesse, if you're listening to this, and I think he probably is, um, I would recommend just putting what is in the beer on the can because that's not on this can. And that can be like an additional selling point for people like us. Like if we're looking at it and we in the store and we just see, oh, it's an Imperial Stout 8% and we don't see any description that there's all that extra stuff in it. That's true. You know, but then again, I don't know if he's planning on putting this in the store or anything like this in the future in the store and maybe just doing it as releases at the brewery. Cause in then in that case, you just tell people yeah. like, this is what it is. But, um, you know, just a thought. I feel like for us, if we saw this, we'd probably pass on it. Well, I don't know. We like stouts. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, when you when you then put all the information on of what's in there... We'd be more likely to Right, that's going to lock us in. Yeah. So, just saying. Just a little bit of advice, that's all. Take it or leave it. Okay. And like I said, I don't know what the plan is for these. Well, I'm excited because I'm going to go take a bubble bath and drink some beer and read a book. Yeah, Rebecca's been talking about this bubble bath for a while, and she was like... 
should I do the bubble bath before or after we do the beer? And I was like, why wouldn't you want to drink beer while you're in your bubble bath? Let's record first. Yeah, I'm excited. Then you can drink beer and relax even more in your bubble bath. Okay, well, this is a great episode, so thank you very much to Pipe the Side. Thank you very much, obviously, to Jesse and Brewery Fire. Um, Good beers, you guys. Uh, We need to get to Pipe the Side. Yeah. We will be going back to Brewery Fire because we've been there a few times. We always like it. Uh, But we need to go to Pipe the Side because the three beers we had were down, especially... This ESB and especially that brown. Yeah. I don't know. Like the, the brown and the ESB I was saying, are kind of like, like, they're kind of like same I think level. I like, the, I think I like the ESB more. More than the brown? Yeah. I'd have to try them side by side, but they're pretty close to me. Yeah. Like me, I can't decide right now. I like the, the caramel note. Yeah, it's really nice. Okay. Awesome. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Hey, if there are other breweries out there listening, you want to get us some beers that you want on episodes like this, you can let us know. Brutalbattlepodcast at gmail.com. Or you can also hit up hit us up on Instagram. Yeah, Brutal Battle Podcast. And people out there, do us a favor of subscribing to the podcast, rating us and reviewing us with whatever podcatcher you listen to. iTunes helps us the most. Word of mouth, tell people about the podcast. We do appreciate that a lot. Uh, we're on Untapped, so you can be friends with us there. We can be virtual buddies, virtual beer buddies. I'm Carlin Cook or Carlin C. Rebecca C. And if you want back episodes, you can go to archive.org and search Brutal Battle, or you can just go to the website, Brutal Battle, but you'll just have to listen to stuff there, Um, which is a little antiquated, but you know what? We're not super high tech. Yeah, we just record this from our living room. It's a hobby. We're making zero (laughs) dollars. We're actually spending a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Living the dream, though, right? Anyway, thanks everyone for checking this out, and until next time. Keep it brutal. Brutal.